You're listening to Call to Homeschool with Karin and Meg, episode number 11. This is your manual to becoming the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Okay, welcome back to episode 11, Called to Homeschool. Glad to have you back and be back. Yes. <laughs> Today is awesome. It's a beautiful day. We have had so much rain mm. recently. We live in a desert. Yeah, it's I'm been thinking. raining for about a month straight here though. So we yes. are happy for some sunshine outside. Yes. And the pool opened today, just oh, so did. you know. Yes. I still need to get my pass. Please do. I will. Because you need to come with me. <laughs> um, we are just loving, loving, loving your nice reviews and uh, ratings and subscribings. You guys are the greatest. So we want to give a shout out yeah. to another nice review we had. This is from Bond219 and it's titled So Helpful. She says, thank you so much. I'm just starting out on our homeschool journey and I'm so grateful for your insights. They help my own confidence and excitement for our new adventure rise. Ooh, so exciting. That's a fun new adventure. Mm-hmm. It really is. You're going to love it. It's terrifying and exciting <laughs> all wrapped into one. So true. So true. So today we're going to talk about, as Meg mentioned, elementary school. And we are, um, we always think we don't have a lot to say on the topic, but we might get a little wordy again. Yeah. So then we thought, well, maybe we need to individualize it for like younger grades and older grades of elementary because it is a huge span. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're looking at about six to seven years. And kindergartners are a lot different than fifth and sixth graders. So it's, yes. it's, it kind of varies. So we may circle back on this topic, but today we're going to try and cover you know, the broad spectrum of elementary homeschool. Yes. And so in Utah, elementary goes up to sixth grade, but I know out of Utah, a lot of times it goes up to fifth grade. Yeah, that's how it was in Florida where I lived. Okay. So, but it's probably the large amount of children we have in this area. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because of school. Oh. Yeah, availability. So we may reference, just know when we say sixth graders, for us, it is elementary, but for you on your area, it could be middle school, junior high, junior high. It all kind of but when you're homeschooled, you can call them whatever grade you want. <laughs> So true. Yeah. And I do have a sixth grader this year and she just me asked too. me, am I in middle school? I was like, yeah, I don't know. If what you do you want? <laughs> so that was kind of funny. That's but yeah, funny. so we're we're going to try and cover K through six about that range right now. Yes. And let you know kind of what we're doing with them. Um, it's way fun. I have three currently in elementary. I've got two. Well, oh, I, guess I guess three now because my preschooler is technically done. Yes. So I've got kindergarten... Oh, no. Kindergarten third and seventh is what we'll have this upcoming school year. Oh, yeah, you'll transition out. That's fun. One out and one in. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's it's a really fun time to homeschool. Yeah. It it is is. a lot of playing and exploring still. It's building upon the – if you listened to preschool last week, and we talked a lot about just – playing with them, getting, they, they already love learning just to keep that passion, that momentum yeah. going. Yeah. And so you're kind of just doing that. And then it's a big transition period because by the time they're 12, you are hoping they're independent learners starting right. to find their passion. So that's why it's such a broad range. Right. So when you're starting out with a kindergartner, it's going to be very parent intensive and very parent focused because they can't read well. They can't do any of these things on their own yet. You're you're really teaching them the very basics of learning and how to learn. And so it's it's going to be a, a, a wide range. And my goal, as Meg also said, is you know by the end of this time period to have them be independent learners and 
um, self-focused on what they want to learn. Yes. And so we're in the middle of that. So my little guy, I think, yes, he just wrapped up second grade, right? Oh, yes. Because yes. it's the yes, same as yours. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he can do some of his school on his own mm-hmm. and some of it we do together. And as he goes, I just keep transitioning, like, which one of these subjects do you want to take on for next year? Mm-hmm. And math is one of the ones he wants to do on his own, which is funny because most kids are like, I don't want to do math on my own. <laughs> Mine does math on his own too. Oh, does he? Well, okay. Because we have a computer program that they're oh. doing it. And so it really is, he watches a little video and then he completes them. And, and if he needs help, he calls me, but he does it on his own. That's awesome. Yeah. So if Briggy gets stuck, then he just knows when we meet together for a minute with mom that he's going to come with this math okay. worksheet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, a, you know, it's going to be a gradual process from kindergarten through sixth or fifth grade, wherever yours ends their elementary journey. But over that time frame, you're going to slowly be giving them a little more responsibility and a little more um, ownership of their education. But in that process, also, you, you still want them feeling that love of learning. You know, and so keeping that passion alive. Uh, yeah. Instead of bombarding them with, oh, great, you're 10 now. You should be studying. And here's this gigantic right, laundry right. list. So and ways to do that, I think letting them, we, we've talked about how we both like to let our kids choose the books that they're going to be reading. Mm-hmm. You know, you give them, a, you know, sort of a collection of ones to choose from. Right. But you let them pick okay, I want to read this book for my history book this year or, or you know, whatever it is, their literature yes, books. Yes, and I think there are even studies of it being bombarded with over-choice. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about that with like a little kid who dresses themselves and but it's church and you're like, well, I need you to actually wear a clean dress, right? So it's, <laughs> do you want dress A or dress B? Right. And so you're kind of doing that same philosophy because if you just said, you can learn anything you want, it may be overwhelming. It can be completely overwhelming, especially if you look at my bookshelf. Yeah. It's very overwhelming. <laughs> so there's just too many choices. So yeah, what so I'll to narrow do it is down. I'll pick out a, a selection of this is your level and this is the topic I want you learning on, but you get to choose from this collection of books. And they love that because they really feel like you know, they they're making ownership a in it. And because they chose it, they're going to enjoy it more. And it's not forced upon them. Right. Like I picked this and it's been interesting with my sixth grader. He picked some, honestly, some really advanced books Mm -hmm. and they're over his level. And so I let them decide what they want to do. Like, do you want to push through with it? Or would you like to buy a new book? Mm -hmm. Especially if I've bought a book. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes Joshi says, I'll pay for one. Or sometimes they'll say like, "Mm, I picked it. I'll finish it. Mm, And so it really gives them ownership of like this book, I don't understand what I'm reading. It doesn't make sense to me. I actually really enjoy biography was one. So mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson, he picked a book. And it, is, it is an adult level book. And he goes, today he talked about uh, ratifying a bill. I don't know what that <laughs> means. And and so he goes, you know, I really wanted to know about his childhood. Mm-hmm. And so we have those books. The Childhood it? of Famous Americans. Yes. And I have mm-hmm. two copies of that in my bookcase. <laughs> so he goes, I'd rather read this one and I can get it done. Yeah. That's good. I like that. So it's really, it is this huge, awesome period of what do you want your education to look like, but mentoring them and guiding them through the process. I let them choose, you know, the science topic they want to study that year. And I let them choose the artists that they're interested in learning about or the composers they want to learn about, things like that. We all kind of as a family will choose together. And also at this age, you can really let them start exploring things that they are just passionate about, things that they truly love. They can read more books or do more things on that topic. Um, And also with the passions, I think you can find, um, since I have kids who love the arts, 
that they can find things that they enjoy with the art. So yeah. painting. So there's the cutest program. Oh my gosh. It's a cute little artist. And you, she has a little YouTube channel. We'll have to just add it to oh, the I show can't. notes. I don't know if I know what you're talking about. I know. It's so adorable. My daughter keeps buying with her own money, like oh. her little art projects and kits. Oh, cool. And her paintings have become amazing. Oh, that's awesome. And so it's been fun to say, like, in the Good and the Beautiful curriculum mm-hmm. that we both use for language arts, we'll have art projects throughout yeah. it. And hers are awesome now. That's cool. Like, doesn't look like chicken scratches yes, anymore. <laughs> yes, it's so neat to see that develop. Yes. Um, and I think this time it's a really important thing to just help them gain confidence and self-worth. Um, because if they're, not, if they're not feeling like they're worthy or they're good enough in their school because they're constantly being told, you know, it's not enough or it's not, you didn't spell that right or you didn't, you know, whatever. But instead, you know, build them up and help them develop that. Yes. And one of the things I learned um, the hard way, as you usually do, is you need to make sure you're praising them for their effort instead of saying, oh, my goodness, you're amazing at math, because then one day math gets hard. And then they a lot of times kids take it like, well, I'm stupid now. Mm-hmm. I used to be good at math but because it was easy for me. But now math is hard. No, I'm stupid. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so then they internalize it. Well, I'm stupid and why try? And then you have to figure out how to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. Instead, if you're praising them for their effort when math gets hard, like remember, you've done this before. When things get hard, you know what to do because you're a hard worker yeah. and hard workers know how to figure this out. Right. And then it's like, ugh, OK, it is hard, but I do know how to figure this out. Right. And yeah. you get much greater results instead of like, I'm a great reader. I'm smart. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know how to learn. I enjoy reading. Right. And yeah. kind of changing their mindset with that. Yeah. So, and during these, we've kind of touched on this a little bit. There are some things that they can do entirely on their own, you know, maybe handwriting or something like that, that, that they, the younger ones particularly can do entirely on their own. And then you're going to give them subjects that they can work on independently. And those things are going to gradually increase the, the amount that they do and the level of what they're learning is going to increase. Um, as they get older, maybe longer time commitments of how much, you know, how much time they read or study this subject. Um, but also they're not going to have complete responsibility yet because they're still young. So you can't really just expect a third grader to do all their school on their own and actually do it all yes. and get it all right. They really do need you still. They really need you checking in on them and making sure things are correct and, that That's they're actually of- doing the work. <laughs> We've had both of us have had kids that have pretended to do their schoolwork for a long period of time. Quite well. <laughs> quite well. For a long period of time. And we believed them. Yes. And then suddenly when you finally check in and see that they have not, it can be really disheartening as a parent. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so know that they still need that and they're still they're still young and they still need mom's help. They do. And it's awesome. And it's it's fun. I love um the minute with mom is something that has been huge for us. And it's really, it really has been about forming those relationships with us, mm-hmm. with each other. And I love my Joshi had to write in language arts. He had to write an essay and he, his whole thing was about if he could get me to laugh or not. He, that's his favorite thing to do. If he can get me to laugh. Like sometimes my mom gives a compliment. What is like a, 
a forced smile because she wants to be polite. <laughs> but if I can make her laugh, like that's my favorite thing to do, you know? And so you're really building these re- awesome relationships because you're getting them ready for the teenage years. Mm-hmm. And so I really, as I'm about to have my fourth teenager, like it's so important to have that solid foundation yeah. of a relationship. Yeah. I was thinking about that with my, my oldest who's 14 mm-hmm. And he and I just have this beautiful relationship. And I really feel like it's due to, you know, the home atmosphere that we've had and being able to study and learn these things together. We have so much in common and so much related to each other because of this. And and it's built just this beautiful relationship over time. And I love it. I love it yes. so much. Well, that's what yesterday I wanted to get some stuff done. And my 16-year-old said, please, please come cuddle with me. Oh. Just cuddle with me before I go to work, right? But then they, they actually have – I was thinking about this. When you have a little one, and so Karen's Millie is – hilarious and all over the place, (laughs) right? She's a busy little girl. She's so cute. But Karin can say like, ah, Millie drew all over the wall. And it's, you don't think bad about Mm -hmm. Karin and you don't think bad about Millie. But as they become teenagers, their topics are heavier. Mm -hmm. They have issues of depression or suicide, pornography, um, swearing, you know what I mean? Like the issues Mm -hmm. are bigger. And so like, can you speak with your kid? Have you built this relationship when they can yeah. say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Do you have this foundation built yeah. with them? Yeah, that's so good. And these are, the, I guess, elementary is really that time. It's the time you're building that You're trust. building it. Yeah, so that they know that they can come to you and trust you. So, yeah, it's relational is huge during this time. And you can, like, if you have a good relationship with somebody, you can teach them anything. Mm-hmm. And it makes it... And they'll believe anything. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I hope you're not lying too. (laughs) Is that where your daughter learned it? No, just kidding. (laughs) Totally joking. All right. So also in this time period, we need to talk or teach them the value of work. Yes. Um, Not just schoolwork, but housework is a huge part of both of our homeschools. Because when you're a a busy mom homeschooling your kids, you need a lot of help from your kids. Yes. So that is a huge part of our regular day. And I I feel like it's a huge part of things that kids need to learn. It's maybe not a school subject, but a very critical skill that kids need during this time. Yes. And when I I see people posting like adulting is so hard and Mm -hmm. all these things are so hard, I think, oh my gosh, like, did you not learn how to budget your money or wash your own clothes or uh, grocery shop and all these awesome things that I've been really putting forth a lot of effort. Adulting is so easy for Megan. Well, I mean, like (laughs) it's, it speaks to me in volumes. (laughs) So easy. Whatever. I still want to hire a cleaner. So if anybody wants straight work. <laughs> no, but really. we Like that's what I want to teach my kids. Yes. And this is the time I'm teaching them. Yes. And teaching them how to do this, the chores well. Not just saying go clean your room, but, but teaching them the value of like, okay, first we start with straightening out our closet and putting our shoes in matching pairs. And then we make our bed. And then we, you know, whatever it is that they need to learn. They need to learn those skills, not just be told to go and do. Yes. And showing it. And it's so funny. We call them mom, mom tutorials. Mm -hmm. So when uh, we get stuck, I go, Oh, what a wonderful opportunity. And I gather everybody around and I I make like a pretend YouTube tutorial. And so we've done (laughs) like how to put the Tupperware away in the Tupperware bin instead of just shoving it all in. So it all falls out. Yep. Like the big one goes on the bottom and then the gradually goes in. Right. (laughs) And we do it. We've done it with our rooms and we've done it with bathrooms, like a, 
the tutorial of how to scrub a shower. Mm-hmm. And then they may forget and I go, it's okay, we'll do another tutorial. And sometimes they don't want another tutorial. So they'll do better work oh, because they know, smart. like, is it approved or is it mom approved? Yeah. And well, so- and that's what I say to my kids when they tell me they finished cleaning their room. I say, is it to mom standards or your standards? And they're like, okay, I'll go clean it some more. <laughs> Give me 20 minutes, know, then come check it. So we've been talking a lot about the kind of the relationship mm-hmm. building with your child, but let's talk about some of the details yeah. of what elementary logistically looks like and maybe some of the curriculum and stuff like right. that. Yeah. So what I do with my kids is I have a daily checklist So for instance, Monday, you do math, you do language arts, you do science, you do, you know, you give them just like their daily list of the things that they're expected to do for that day. And each day it's going to vary because we don't do every subject every day. Um, And so they have their checklist that they have to complete during that day, their school checklist. Um, We also have a a similar system for our chores. And um, so... I mean, they, I don't really give them a specific time or an order that they have to do these things in. It's really just like, finish your list today. Is your list done? And they know that. And, and we're really flexible on timing and everything like that. And typically we start 8.30 or 9, just depending on how early they get up. I don't wake my kids in the morning. I let them just wake. And um, we start with a devotional and we do that around breakfast, around the table, and we do a hymn, a prayer, um, read a little scripture passage, and we'll do a little book. We're reading a book on manners right now, and um, trying to think of what else we covered during this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's when we do our Greek and Latin roots. It's not devotional, but it's just our we're together, so we do it, and um, that's that, that's the gist of it. I'll pull out. Oh, I have some art cards that I'll pull out, and we'll just do an artist picture each day. And, and that's what we do in the morning. And then they go and they do their independent stuff that they can work on. And for a period of time in about maybe 10, 10 30, they're ready for just a break. And so they'll just all kind of run outside for a little bit, have a snack, um, 20 minutes or so. Again, not really like scheduled or set in stone, anything like that, but it's just sort of the routine. And then we hop back in and finish up what they can until lunch. Lunch is our gather again and do read alouds. And whatever subject, history or science of the day, um, artist or composer, you know, that kind of thing is done during that time period as well. That's awesome. We're usually done one to two to four, depending (laughs) on the kid and the day. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, I'm a little similar as far as we have a checklist for, I have a checklist for all the kids. And I actually even give them how long they need to read. Okay. Because mine would just keep reading. Oh, and they'd get into a book. Bo- yeah. yeah. And so they'd get into a book, especially their literature books. Mm-hmm. If they, they really, really like it. Or Tess is reading The Hiding Place right now, mm-hmm. Corey Ten Boom, which so is good. so good. And so if I don't give them like a cutoff time, then what they do is they read one good book all day long and they don't get to anything else. And then you <laughs> feel kind of bad, like, oh, you just read for six hours. Well, here's a two now more hours of work. you've got to do all the rest of your list. Yes. Yeah. So when I added a time frame for them, it actually – it helps them mentally know like, oh, if I just focus, school will be done in 
two and a half hours or three hours or whatever their um, schedule calls for. Yeah. But I do, I wake my kids up right at 745. <laughs> Those who have slept in, <laughs> but just Monday through Friday. So we can do scriptures with dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. that was a time that my husband could, um, we could all commit to 745. Mm-hmm. We discussed a time we could all meet. So we do scriptures and prayers then, and then do our chores and eat breakfast and People go, big kids don't do um, the subject of the day with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my oldest doesn't either. Okay, yeah. So we do our subject of the day, read aloud, and then I dismiss mine for independent learning, mm-hmm. and I start my Minute with Mom rotation. Oh, okay. And then like when, when I'm done with Minute with Mom, I'm done. And if they need me, I can help that day. But usually they know if they get stuck, then we'll help them the next day during their Minute with Mom. Oh, okay. And so that there's always a way to have access mm-hmm. to me. Um, some moms don't mind their kids coming to them all the time, but I'm like, Ooh, I do need a turn off button. Like well, you do I have can't. seven of them. So. I do. So when like seven people are like, mom, guess what? I'm like, Oh, okay. Save this for a minute with mom tomorrow. It'll be awesome. But our minute with mom time is very precious. And we do work really hard with the younger kids to not interrupt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the older kids of, is this important? And then can it wait? We'd ask them those questions. And they're like, well, it kind of is important. And I don't know if it will can wait. And I go, give me the subject. Like cereal. And I'm like, that one can wait. So, <laughs> cereal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, that's just a really great time when they get stuck on math. We can do those types of things together so that they always know like, mom, this isn't working for me. I don't understand it. Can we do this tomorrow during Minute with Mom? Oh, yeah. So they cool. always know they can do it with me. So I'm actually usually done teaching by... 11, 11 30, mm-hmm. and then they're done when they're done. And so sometimes it's five, sometimes yeah. it's one. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the <laughs> short, like the very condensed version of elementary. Like we said, we're combining uh, kindergarten to sixth grade yeah. into one episode. It's pretty broad. Did we already talk about our curriculum that we used in one of them? Because I yes. did kind of write that out, but I couldn't remember if we already talked about it. I that. think we did 100 different ways to homeschool. Oh, that's right. And so we did talk about our curriculum. And like I said in the last episode, if you want some help picking books, Mm -hmm. hit me up, Mm -hmm. Um, send me an email, let's chat. And because I know, especially when you're starting, it can feel overwhelming. It really is overwhelming because there's so many choices. So it's nice to know like tried and true methods that moms are using continuously, you know, yeah, so, you know, like for me, if I know I've used it for two or three years in a row, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to add with this too, is as I do have so many kids and I think I am just, I'm so good with this. I'm teaching the subject like a pro, like bring it on. I'm amazing. And then my next kid comes and it doesn't work. Yeah. And so being completely willing to adapt, drop a curriculum and try something new. Yeah. That's um, an important thing. Yes, that some kids do. So my Joshi hates art. Mm-hmm. Like he's a math man. He's math and science mm-hmm. speaks to him. But if he has to draw or color something, he goes, oh, please, please don't make me do this. But my sweet Tess, mm-hmm. I can, she would paint all day long. I know. I have kids like that too. I have one that's really into art and one that would just rather never see it again. So, yeah, yeah. So I expose Joshua to good art and yes. expose him to good music. But don't make him do it. But I don't make him paint mm-hmm. and I don't make him compose music. Mm-hmm. I don't make anybody compose music, but, <laughs> um, but being very willing to be adapting and flexible. And as soon as you think that you are just killing it, you're going to have another kid who's going to teach you that you're not. <laughs> and then you learn that how you'd be awesome with each kid and individualize yeah. their education. Cause that's the perk of homeschooling is individualized education. Yep. So true. 
Well, great. Good tip. Okay. So that felt like so much information and I feel like we could have talked about every grade individually. Mm-hmm. Feel free to ask us questions, email us. I guess we don't have a call to homeschool. Email, we don't have a call to homeschool email. Websites, you can contact us at teach beside me or the, yes, or send us a DM or do on, on Instagram. Instagram. We're there. You can ask us any questions or, you know, Connect with Meg if you want to have help creating your schedule. Yes. And Karen, if you... I've got a lot of book lists and things on my website as well. And awesome printables. Yeah. So many great printables. So yeah, connect with us if you have any questions or need a little more help or you're still feeling totally lost. Yeah. We get it. We've been there. We have been there and we know there's light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Yeah. And you've got this. You can take it. You guys do. All right, you lovely ladies. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Call to Homeschool. Be sure to subscribe and we'd love to hear your comments or questions. You can find all our show notes on calltohome.com.